What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Progressive Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Lamont, and today we're going to do a Q&A episode. Okay then, guys, so question number one. Which is better, fasted or non-fasted exercise? Okay, so this is something that's come to light lately in weight training, whereby if you, firstly, scrap that, fasted, and non-fasted, what is it? So fasted means that you get up, you don't eat, you don't consume any calories, and you go and train, okay? So if you have a coffee with milk, that counts as non-fasted, also known as fed cardio, because you've got milk in your coffee, which is calories. If you had a black coffee, then that would count as fasted, because there's no calories in there. And if you were to perhaps have a monster, that would count as non-fasted or fed, because you've had calories, there's a few calories in the zero calorie monsters, all right? But if you were to have absolutely nothing, that'll count as fasted. Now, the age old myth is, and it kind of makes sense, that if you go into the gym in the morning without consuming any calories, you train, whether that's cardio or whether that's weights, that you burn fat because you've you've slept all night, used up all your energy, and then you've not eaten, so you're gonna go in and you're gonna burn body fat. That's not always the case. Okay, so fasted and non-fasted, there's, there's no better, basically, in terms of fat loss. Now, if we're looking at strength, um, this is where I was gonna to go to at the beginning. There's things that have come to light lately whereby that if you go in fasted and do weight training, you're probably going to be weaker than what if you were to go in having had a meal, okay? So that's obviously set on certain people. Me personally, I prefer to go in early on. So if that means going in fasted, then that's fine by me. I know I'm gonna be um, more energetic and have a better session if I go earlier. If that means going um, fasted, then that's fine. If I can have a meal like I did today, I had some oats and a banana and I went in, I had a great session um, and I, you know, I caned it, so it was cool. It kind of depends what you prefer. So if you're somebody that can't stomach something in the morning or um, doesn't want to get up a little bit earlier in order to eat, you just want to get up, go to the gym and train, then that's cool. Um, come the end of the day, come the end of 24 hours, the people that done fasted versus fed or non-fasted, they burn roughly the same amount of fat. So initially you burn more fat by doing fasted, but by doing non-fasted or fed, you kind of catch up throughout the day. It all comes down to your calorie intake. That's that's like the ultimate sort of, um, the king and what's gonna determine whether you lose or not, not whether you go in fasted or non-fasted. So the ultimate answer is you do whatever you prefer. If you prefer to go in fasted, go in fasted. If you prefer to have a meal, have a meal. If you prefer to go in not eating but had uh, milk and a coffee, then that's absolutely fine. You do whatever you prefer, whether that's for fat loss or muscle building. Just know that there might be a little bit longer to get strength gains by going in fasted. But if that's something you prefer, then it's only going to make your session better anyway. So, Okay, question two then. So how many reps should I be doing on an exercise for fat loss? Rep ranges or total amount of reps um, is sort of varied. So it does depend on your goal. 
So if your goal is fat loss, then I'd say do the same amount of reps that built you the muscle in order to lose the fat, okay? So that's gonna be for more experienced lifters who have gone through a, a muscle gaining phase or a strength gaining phase, okay? So if you've got that muscle built by doing eight reps, 10 reps, 15 reps, then that's what you wanna be doing when you're losing fat, okay? You don't wanna overcomplicate things. You don't wanna completely change things. Um, you wanna kinda of do what you've already done. If you're somebody who's fairly new to the gym or hasn't been consistent or is I've got very little experience, then you want to be going in and you want to be going for a, a rep range that you find comfortable. Okay, so if you're quite new and you've not got that much strength, you've not got that more, more that much muscle mass, you don't really want to be going for the lower reps. Okay, the three, the five reps. It's probably not best for you. I'd always say to keep it sort of eight plus. All right. Six in some cases, but again, it depends on how you how you lift. If you're very new to the exercises and then you're going to go and back squat, which is with a bar on your back and you're squatting um, for six reps, you're going to have to go fairly heavy. And if you're new, the chances are that you haven't got the stability, the coordination and the strength to get up and out, especially when you're in a calorie deficit trying to lose fat. So it's going to be so much harder and it's going to be a lot unsafer. Um, just like if you're doing bench press, it's so much more pressure on the shoulders and on the joints when you're lifting heavy and you might not might not have the joint strength to withstand that when you're fairly new and in a calorie deficit with less energy. So I'd keep those lower reps and the heavier weight for the people that are more experienced if that's what they've done to build the muscle. So if you're new going in, then I'll probably say eight plus. Um, females, they seem to be able to handle a lot more volume. So they tend to go for like 10 plus, 12 to 15 maybe, all the way up to 20. But guys can go up that high too. Um, I'd keep it at eight reps plus, um, just so that you're doing a set long enough. All right, question three then guys. So how much food should, ba butcher that one. So how much food should I be eating less of to lose fat? So basically, how much calories should you be cutting in order for you to lose fat? Now, a lot more context is required for this, as with any question, really. But this one in particular, because I need to know a lot of things. So if I said, oh, decrease by 300 calories, and you're on 1,500 calories, you're going to be left with 1,200, which is going to be very difficult. If you're somebody who's on 3,000 calories and decrease 300 calories, you could potentially go to decreasing by 500 calories. So it's, it's very um, person dependent. Now, you might not be counting calories. So for me to say, oh, X amount of calories should be decreased from your um, from your diet, you, that won't really give much clues as to how much you should be eating less of. So it's a very contextual question. So for example, if you're in the, you're maintaining your body weight at around two and a half thousand calories, then you want to be eating around about 300 calories less. If you're not training and you're consuming 2,500 calories and you're maintaining your body weight, then training will probably put you in that calorie deficit, which means you don't need to decrease your calories. Or you could just decrease your calories by 100 calories per day. And that's most likely going to be several hundred calories less over the week. So then you're gonna be losing. Now, if you wanted to go at a faster rate, then you'd increase the amount of work that you do and you'd increase the amount of calories cut from your diet. 
if you weren't counting calories, then you'd be looking at sort of habits. So this is something I covered in the last episode. So if, for example, you're having as a snack or as a breakfast, say, three eggs and three toast. Now you take away one piece of toast, that's going to be roughly 100 calories less per day. Now, if you're having 10 tablespoons of rice, cooked rice, with your lunch each day, and you go down to, say, six tablespoons of rice, you've cut more calories. If you have roughly 10 potatoes with your evening meal, and you go down to six potatoes with your evening meal, then again, you've cut calories, okay? So these are the sort of things you want to be look at. You want to be looking at, sorry. Um, it's much easier to go from the calorie perspective and just say, right, decrease 300 calories each day and then hit the remaining calories with the foods that are energy dense and you enjoy. But not everybody wants to count calories, so this is where it becomes a little bit more tough for some people. And it does does require a little bit more, a um, little bit more of a, in, I'm trying to think of the word, Basically, you gotta look a little bit more at what your plate is, okay? So roughly how many potatoes you have in each meal and then decrease from there. Roughly how many tablespoons of rice you put on your plate and then decrease from that. So there is gotta be some sort of tracking and then that way you can cut calories. The flip side is if you don't wanna cut calories, you then burn more calories. So if you're currently going to the gym three times per week and that's all, then can you start doing three lots of cardio on the back of that for say half an hour? Um, and that'll be roughly another 600 calories burnt per week. Doubt you'll lose a pound of fat per week doing that, but you're still going to be in a calorie deficit, and over time, it'll build up, it'll add up, and you will decrease the amount of fat that you have. Okay, question number four. How many meals should I have each day? Is it six? Um. So, yeah, the old myth again is eat six meals per day, and that will help lose fat. Um, not necessarily. Again, it comes down to you being in that energy deficit, that calorie deficit. The old six meals per day came about because of magazines and bodybuilders. And they eat so much food that three meals per day just isn't enough anymore. Four meals per day isn't enough because they'll just be too stuffed and they won't be able to finish all the meals. So by breaking it up into six meals it becomes much easier to eat, okay? So that's why the six is there. There's another reason as to why more meals can be more beneficial, not always, not to everybody, but by having more meals, they will be smaller, but you're spacing them out throughout the day. Rather than having three big-ish meals and then waiting hours between. If you're somebody who likes to eat regularly, then six meals may be helpful. Um, I personally go for four meals, three or four meals, and then snacks in between, but I hit calories. So as long as I hit my calories for the day, I'm cool whether that's eating eight meals or two meals, and then a bunch of snacks, whatever. As long as I hit my calories, I'm okay with that. Each day is different for me. Again, if you're not counting calories, then you want to be looking at sort of habits and routines and things like that. So it could be that you don't have breakfast and then you try not to eat for as long as possible. And then you have a breakfast maybe at like 11, half 11, which then you're probably not going to have lunch at 12. You're probably going to wait a little bit longer. 
maybe have it at like half one, two, and then you're not gonna have tea at five. You'll probably again wait a little bit longer and then potentially have it round about six or seven o'clock. And then that might work perfectly, having those three meals, staggering them a bit and then having them a little bit, starting them off a little bit later on. Whereas some people need to get up and eat. And if you get up and eat and then you've got a late night or you're up till 11, say at night, but you're eating your first meal at six and then you like to eat regularly, that's where the six meals will probably make sense and help you out. If you were a three meal person, then you probably want to dot snacks in between each meal. Um, there are no magic meals, uh, sorry, magic number of meals to have each day. It's all down to what you prefer, what fits in with your schedule. So if you're super busy and you um, are always on the go, then it's probably gonna be very difficult to have six meals. So you're probably better off having fewer meals and maybe snacks um, like protein bars, protein shakes, and things like that. Or perhaps you're at a desk all day, you get fidgety, you get bored, then maybe six meals or five meals or four meals might be beneficial because then you can eat three times and then it decreases you wanting chocolate or sugary things, okay? Which often comes with boredom, cravings and stuff like that. So by having a good source of protein with some vegetables or salad or fruit um, and then a decent amount of carbs, say two times whilst doing work, it's probably gonna be a lot more beneficial to your blood sugar, your cravings, than not having and trying to go about and then breaking at about three o'clock and giving in and having a chocolate bar, all right? So there isn't any magic number, it's just whatever fits your lifestyle and what you prefer. Okay guys, question number five then. So when's the best time to train? Again, it depends, okay? It's whenever suits you. So if you're a morning person, then the best time to train is probably in the morning. If you're somebody that doesn't like to get out of bed, then the best time to train is probably in the evening or afternoon. If you're somebody who works two till 10, then I'm not gonna say, oh, train in the evening because you're in work, you're not gonna be able to, so you're probably gonna have to train mid-morning to early morning. If you're somebody who works six till two, six till 2 p.m., I'm not gonna say train in the morning because you can't, you're in work, you're gonna have to train in the afternoon or evening. If you're somebody that hates going into the gym in the evening because it's rammed and it's that busy or you feel too intimidated to go in the weights area, then I'd suggest maybe coming in your dinner hour if it's doable or come in the morning before work. It all depends on you as an individual, okay? It could be that you don't train during the week because you can't get in when it's quiet. So you come Saturday, Sunday or Friday afternoon or something like that and then you do you, you base it on your day. So it could be that you're going out Saturday day, so you'll come Saturday evening, or you go Saturday morning before. It all depends on you as an individual, okay? The only thing I will say is try and keep it, keep it consistent in your diary. That'll just help with you coming on a regular basis. And if you know it's like Monday, uh, three o'clock, that's training, okay? So if somebody says, oh, do you wanna go out for coffee Monday, three o'clock? You're like, no, I can't. Every Monday, I go to the gym at three o'clock and then try not to move those sort of goalposts, keep those in there and then try and work around it like you would with work. If somebody said, oh, do you wanna go for a coffee, 9 a.m. Monday morning, you're gonna go, no, I've got work. You're gonna to keep to that, right? Do the same sort of thing with the gym. If you can sort of get your day scheduled, so Monday, Wednesday, Friday, as an example, um, Monday, three o'clock, uh, Wednesday, three o'clock, and then Friday, you finish early, so it's half 12. So if you can keep those in there, then that's perfect for that individual. But if it doesn't work for you and it has to be five every day, then five o'clock's fine. 
if you're a morning person but can't train in the morning because potentially you've got kids, um, you're tired, you've got work, then you're going to have to make that sacrifice and go in the evening or go in the afternoon or go at a later time part of the day or whenever you can. Okay, so we can't always train when we want to. We've just got to find somewhere that we can. All right, so I'm personally a morning person. I love to train in the morning. Well, I prefer to train in the morning rather than the afternoon or the evening, but I can't always do that. So sometimes I have to train later on and that's just part of, you know, part of my life. But it's in my diary, it's scheduled and it's there every week so that I know like I've got to train regardless, even though I don't want to. And I'm often lacking in energy at that part of the day, like four o'clock on a Thursday. Um, I still got to train because it's in my diary. All right. It's there to keep me accountable. So you train whenever you can, whenever's best for you. All right. So if you're a morning person, try and train in the morning if you can. If you're a, um, a lark or an evening person, try and... Um, an owl, sorry. If you're an owl, try and train in the evening. You'll probably perform better. You'll probably enjoy it more. But again, it depends on your sort of social anxieties and stuff like that as well. So train whenever you can. That's when's best. Right, guys, that's the end of the podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed these five questions. Hopefully they've helped. Um, they are five questions that get commonly asked. Um, so hopefully we put a few myths to bed there. Um, just to run through the five questions which is better, fasted or non-fasted cardio? And weight training, it's whatever you prefer. How many reps should I be doing on an exercise for fat loss? If you've been through a muscle building phase or a maintenance phase where you're staying the way you look, uh, staying the same basically, then those amount of reps that you've got to get to where you are. If you're new or inexperienced, then probably eight plus, eight plus reps, go as high as 20, 25. Just aim to get stronger each time. Question three, how much food should I be eating less of to lose fat? All depends. Look for a deficit of around about 300-ish calories in most cases, sometimes 250, 200. Again, it depends on the individual. It depends on how many calories you're consuming. How many meals should I have each day? Is it six? It could be six. It could be three. It could be two. It's whatever works for you. It's whatever you prefer. When's the best time to train? Whenever suits your lifestyle. If it's a the morning, then train in the morning. If it's the evening, train in the evening. It's whatever you can stick to each week and prefer. Right, guys, that is the end of the show. Thank you so much for watching, for listening, however you consume this. Um, please leave a review. Please subscribe, and I will love you forever. And until next time, make being progressive a habit.